Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. To me, anyway, a lot of people might disagree with me. I was reading about this today. It's beyond reason to me that Yao Ming made the NBA Hall of Fame. Am I the only one who thinks that's a little... I mean, he is going to be inducted into the Hall of Fame today. Or not today, soon. With Shaq and Allen Iverson. Do you honestly think that Yao Ming? I mean, he was a good player. They loved him in China. I think this is, you know, more politics and trying to get more people in China to like the game and so forth because that's what he did. But Yao Ming on the same stage as Shaquille O'Neal and Allen Iverson for the Hall of Fame? Am I the only one who thinks that that's just... I can't, I can't, I can't go that far. I can't go that far. This is your voice of reason in a world that is beyond reason. I am your host, Michael Yaffe. This is Beyond Reason Radio. I do the show every Monday and Friday. Lately, we've been doing it on WFLA, right here on WFLA from 7 to 9 p.m. And it's also on beyondreasonradio.com and the Beyond Reason Radio app. So, obviously, there's a lot of news to get to. We're going to get to it all. I have to, earlier in the week, there was the whole roast of Rob Lowe. And Ann Coulter was roasted, I think, more than Rob Lowe. I have to talk about that. I'm not usually one to defend defend Ann Coulter lately. But what they did to her is very telling to me. So, we're going to talk about that. Also, Bill Clinton is in the news again. It's been all over the news. I'm sure you've seen it. About how he criticized... The whole Make America Great slogan. But, gee, what were the slogans that he used while he were run- he was running for president and while his wife was running for Senate? Hmm. Interesting. I mean, th- there's a ton of beyond reason politics to get to. I'll end each hour with story- each hour with stories so beyond reason. They will leave you flabbergasted. And the one that I have, I'm sh- some of you have probably already seen because it's gone viral. But the one that I have to end this hour, 
will definitely leave you flabbergasted. I mean, it literally left me speechless for a minute. I couldn't believe that someone actually thought that this was a good idea. But they did. But they did. By the way, I am on Facebook Live as well. If you look for Beyond Reason Radio on Facebook or just look for me, Michael Yaffe, on Facebook, you will be able to find it. You can comment on the show there. You can comment on the show on the app. Or you can comment on the show by texting at 23680. And we'll get your comments on the air. Before I get into all that, before I get into all the breaking news and everything, there's something that's been on my mind this week that I think is really important. It's been really bugging me. And a lot of it started with a story made national headlines earlier this week, as many of you probably know. Um, It's been everywhere. But the FDA, they banned 19 chemicals used in antibacterial soaps. 19 chemicals. Um, They say uh, the FDA rule, they ban use of triglycerin, uh, triglycerin carbon, and 17 other chemicals in hand and body washes, mostly antibacterial soaps. You know, when you buy hand soap, it says antibacterial. It's supposed to kill the bacteria also. Do better than soap. I got it. Now, there's a part of me that anytime the FDA does stuff like this, I get a little skeptical. And I'm going to explain my reasoning in a second. For one, there might be some legitimate fears about this i completely understand one of the fears for a while is that it you know it gets rid of our immunity to bacteria if we keep having all this antibacterial stuff we're not going to be able the bacteria mutate so much that if you become you create super bacterial that or we lose our immunities and we get a cut and we can't seem to get rid of it i understand that but to outright ban these products all of a sudden they're everywhere you go to a store all all the brands have it all the brands use it and then all of a sudden out of nowhere it's banned they did studies and all this stuff and i understand some of the concerns but i'm thinking was there really an epidemic of problems where millions of people dying that i didn't know about from antibacterial soap it's just something that was on my mind Because I feel like there are so many times in today's society where we just blow things out of proportion. Have you noticed that? That everything, everything is blown out of proportion. We take somewhat legitimate concerns and we create a national crisis out of it. We create, it goes viral, things have to be done right away, and usually it involves the government stepping in. Have you noticed that as well? There's so many examples of this that came to my mind when I started thinking about this more and more. And it all started for this FDA ban of antibacterial soaps. And like I said, there, there probably is some legitimate concern here. I'm not a scientist. I haven't studied this stuff. Uh, I have some friends who are scientists and say, look, the best thing you can do is regular soap and water. It's better than hand sanitizers and all that stuff. Just regular soap and water, that's going to be the most effective. And I'm, Okay, I understand that. But when the FDA comes in and says we have to ban it, it's like, it tells me it's like, is it really that dangerous? Is it really an epidemic here? Have they been killing us? And I just find that hard to believe. And I become skeptical of this stuff because there's so many other examples of us blowing things 
out of proportion. And I'm not saying some of these um, concerns are not legitimate. But like I said, a reaction, a reaction to these concerns can sometimes make things worse than our original concerns. Now, one of the best examples of this in our history, in American history, that I can tell you is the ban, and some of you know this, is the ban of DDT. Now, DDT was used to kill mosquitoes, and it was very effective in doing it. It was used in Africa and all these other places. But because of a popular book by an environmentalist that came out called Silent Spring, the World Health Organization used its authority to ban the use of DDT back in 1976. Now, there might have been some legitimate concerns about that, that it can have some environmental impact. Anything we do has an environmental impact. It's just reality. But to go as far as banning it, what happened as a result of banning it? Well, thousands, if not millions of people, especially in Africa, died of malaria. Malaria made a huge comeback. Other mosquito-borne diseases made huge comeback because we decided not to use this very effective pesticide DDT to kill the mosquitoes. So you take maybe a legitimate environmental concern, and you blow it way out of proportion, and then you think it has to be outright banned around the world, and then what are the unintended consequences of that? People die. People get malaria and other mosquito-borne diseases. And we're thinking, man, was this worth maybe some of the other risks environmentally? But because as a society, and this seems to get more and more and more as we go along, we have to totally react to everything and blow everything out of proportion, sometimes the unintended consequences like that are worse. The other great example is, of course, climate change, is, of course, global warming. Because of global warming, there are groups out there. Yes, there are groups out there who really want to ban fossil fuels. In fact, I did not even realize this until this week. I know that Obama has been gunning for the coal industry. I know he says he wants to raise the price on coal. He's talked about raising the price on gas to force us to go into green energy. I know that he's had major subsidies for green energy that haven't worked. But not only that, he is banned. He has a moratorium on any new drilling, any new mining for coal on federal lands. He has a complete moratorium on that. Do you understand the amount of resources that our country has that we could utilize for the future prosperity of our country and lift so many people, not only here, but in the whole world, out of poverty if we could just use the resources in our federal land? Oil, natural gas, and coal. There is so much of it, it could last for a 100, if not several hundred years. And that is not an exaggeration. But we want to ban all use of fossil fuels for things like solar energy, for things like wind energy. Not only are we not thinking that those might have environmental impacts, which they do. What do you think? What do you think solar panels are made out of? They're not made out of leaves. They're made of crystals that come out of the ground. 
not only that, but because they're so inefficient a lot of times, not nearly as efficient as coal and gas and other things. You have to have a lot of solar panels to be able to power our country. That's going to take up a lot of environmental space. People don't think about that. But are we willing? None of that's going to be as efficient anyways. So are we willing to perhaps throw millions of people around the world into poverty, into starvation, into darkness, into disease, because they don't have access to reliable energy sources? The unintended consequences of blowing things out of proportion because there might have been a concern in the 80s of the globe warming. Hasn't really happened that much in the last 18 years. And even since the century, it's been like 0.02 degrees Celsius. Nothing what they thought it would be. But they took maybe a legitimate concern and they blew it out of proportion, mostly for politics and power and money. And they want to ban fossil fuels, which could literally throw people into poverty and starvation all across the world. We do this all the time. In fact, with global warming, we decided it was great to subsidize corn ethanol. Well, because of that, the supply of corn for food, which is the basis of a lot of food for a lot of countries, the supply of corn for food went down. So that meant food prices went up. That meant a lot of people in third world, second world countries could not afford as much food. And some of them went into starvation. The unintended consequences of blowing things out of proportion. And speaking of food, that brings me to the next example. I hear all the time, we need to get rid of GMOs, genetically modified foods, products. We need to get rid of them. They cause cancer. They're killing us all, even though there's no really definitive scientific proof that that's the case. There is not an epidemic of millions of people in this country dying because of GMO foods. In fact, there are a lot of studies, Forbes has documented them, documented them other studies other universities have documented them that they're not really any worse but there might be some legitimate concerns in some gmo foods i understand that and i'm not saying we should ignore those concerns but you're talking about totally banning gmo foods that's what there are groups that want that they blow things out of proportion do you realize what would happen if we did that half the reason we have such major crop yields and by the way It's better for the environment because it takes less amount of space, less amount of land, less amount of damage to the soil to grow GMO foods. You can do it much more efficiently and much better for the environment. But you get much bigger crop shields, something like 22% better in some reports, crop yields, to feed a lot more people. Not only here, but around the world. We are lifting people out of starvation because of GMO foods. If you want to eat organic, that's fine. I eat organic sometimes. That's fine. I'm not saying it's against that. Let the, let the free market work in that regard. But that's never good enough for some groups who blow things out of proportion. They want to ban GMO foods. What's going to happen if you do that? You could quite possibly not only ruin major sectors of our economy. You could ruin farmers throw people into poverty, but you could literally throw people around the world into starvation because of that. The unintended consequences of this radicalness of blowing things way out of proportion. And this goes on in so many in so many different things. There was the tragedy of the kid 
who died on a water slide. He died on a big water slide. Turns out he wasn't secure tightly. There were some current concerns about this water slide. But literally the day after that, I read articles and saw news reports calling for, we need more federal regulations into theme park rides because they're so dangerous. And I'm thinking, really? It was a tragic accident at one ride in one place. This is not a regular occurrence. Millions of people use theme park rides every hour, every day (laughs) in this country. We don't fear for our lives every time we do it. And yet, because of one incident, we blow it out of proportion. We want federal regulations. There's already state and local regulations for that, by the way, but it's never good enough. And I'm thinking, why do we do this for everything? Most of the time, it's for politics, or it's for money, or it's for power. But it was just something that I had to rant about when I realized that they want to ban antibacterial soaps. I'm not saying I haven't done all the research. There might be legitimate concerns there. But I just become skeptical of it because of all these other things. I think about, especially with global warming, all that concerns about it. I think about how much more productive our country could be, how we could literally get rid of most of the debt, raise the GDP immensely, create millions and millions of jobs, and stop our dependence on foreign oil, foreign countries in bad areas of the world. And all we would have to do is get rid of a lot of the federal regulations on drilling on private land and open up most of the federal lands for drilling as well. It's that simple. It's that easy, but we won't do it. Why? Because we've blown things out of proportion. Because the left is totally bought into this global warming faith, religion, is what I call it. And now we're stuck. And the courts have gotten involved. And it's, it's a wasted opportunity for our country, for our economy, for individuals to be able to better their lives. To, to literally lift people out of poverty across the world. It's just something that has really bugged me, and it's getting worse, and it is, well, it is beyond reason. It would be beyond reason not to listen to Yaffe on your TuneIn Radio app. Download the app today and search Beyond Reason Radio. If you miss any of the show, you can download the Beyond Reason podcast on iTunes. Now, back to Beyond Reason Radio. Yes, this is Orlando Smart Talk Radio, Beyond Reason Radio. I am your host, Michael Yaffe, the voice of reason in a world that is beyond reason. If you want to chat with the show, you want to chat with me, you can. I will get your comments on the air. You can chat on the Beyond Reason Radio app. You can chat on well, by texting, just text to 23680 if you have any comments on anything I've talked about so far. Or you can chat on Facebook Live as well. I do this show every Monday and Friday on BeyondReasonRadio.com. But Friday, we've had a few special edition of Beyond Reason Radio right here on WFLA as well from 7 to 9 p.m. And we will keep on doing that as well. So no excuse not to listen. There's a lot to get to. I want you to stay with me as well, not only for this hour for the second hour because at the beginning of the eight o'clock hour i'm going to be talking about this whole protest on the national anthem which is just driving me it's just this racial division stuff 
sometimes I feel like it's the one thing that could literally destroy this country from within more than anything else is this racial division. It's, it just takes over everything and really divides us like nothing else. You know, I guess you just look at the Civil War. It did the same thing then. It'll do the same, it could do the same thing again. I don't know. But I'm going to give an example from history of how you, if you really want to protest something, the classy way to do it, the right way to do it. An example from history of someone who really did face racial oppression. I mean, these, these athletes don't face any real racial oppression. Give me a break. They have more opportunities and they've been given more opportunities and more success and more prosperity than I have. And I'm white. So it's hard for me to sympathize with them. A lot of it's just about getting attention and it's about perception. And frankly, when Kaepernick, the guy who started all this, is wearing a Castro shirt, it's about politics as usual. The guy must be a communist. Maybe he is a communist. Maybe that he really hates this country. Oh, we're not supposed to say that. He's standing up for our rights. I don't know. When someone's wearing a Castro shirt and stuff and doing stuff like this, there's something else going on. And I've talked about the Black Lives Matter uh, organization, the little organization before, and you look at their tenets, it's straight up communist. It's what it is. And the leaders uh, have been in communist front groups in the past. So when you look at what's going on, it's same thing. So I'm going to get into that in more detail in the 8 o'clock hour. So I'm looking online yesterday on social media, and I saw this video from the Rob Lowe Roast. And there was a lot of news about how Ann Coulter apparently bombed. To be honest, I didn't see the roast. I don't really care about Rob Lowe that much. I watched a few episodes of The Grinder, and it's okay. Whatever. I'm sure he's a great actor. I have no idea what he's like personally. I, I, I To be honest, I'm sick of shows where it's just celebrities having fun with other celebrities. It's just like, okay, you're a celebrity, so I guess I'm supposed to praise you now. Really don't care. But apparently she got... She did well, bad. And there's so many people who talked about how it seemed like more people were roasting Ann Coulter than they were Rob Lowe. I'm like, okay. But I think it goes it goes a little bit deeper than that here. Because I was listening to some of what their comments were against Ann Coulter. Now, I'm not, I have not been a fan of Ann Coulter lately. I think she's got like some kind of crush, high school girl crush on Trump for some reason which I just don't understand. And when you come out with a book that says, In Trump We Trust and all this stuff, I mean, it's just ridiculous. And it's all because she's a one-issue candidate, immigration, that's her issue. But it's just, uh, I haven't been defending her lately. But I was listening to what some of these people were saying about Ann Coulter. And they weren't really making fun of her. Some of them were making fun of her personally, but most of it, I can tell, you can hear their leftist hatred for conservatives. And what they really think of conservatives and how stupid and wrong they really are. They don't understand conservatism. They don't understand history or liberty either. And they say things, I'm like, why am I supposed to praise these celebrities who are morons, (laughs) basically, who don't understand conservatism, to be honest, and what they're doing? If you have any comments on this, you can text to 23680. Listen to some of the things they said about Ann Coulter. It's very telling about what they think of you as a conservative. Last year we had Martha Stewart who sells sheets, and now we have Ann Coulter who cuts eye holes in them. Looks like she's having a good time. I haven't seen you laugh this hard since Trayvon Martin got shot. Ann Coulter is here, which can mean only one thing. 
Someone must have said her name three times. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice! Hey, first of all, as a feminist, uh, I can't support everything that's being said up here tonight. But uh, as somebody that hates Ann Coulter, I'm delighted. Ann Coulter has written 11 books, 12 if you count Mein Kampf. Ann hopes the Republicans uh, can hold on to the House so she can continue to haunt it. She seems stiff and conservative, but Ann gets wild in the sheets. Just ask the Klan. Ann's against gay marriage. What's your thinking on that? If I can't get a husband, they shouldn't either? Is Pete white? Is he black? Ann Coulter needs to know if she can decide if she hates him. Why is Ann Coulter here tonight? Answer? Because the right to lifers wanted everyone to see what an abortion looks like up close. So I find this, and I guess I'm supposed to laugh. <laughs> look at look, they're so right about her. No. It's stupid. What what were their jokes? Oh, well, she's a she it's Ann Coulter, she's a conservative, so she must be part of the clan. Oh, the Klan that was um, mostly dominated by Democrats in the Democrat Party, leftists, who wanted to use big government to oppress blacks. Idiots. But, oh, no, it's the conservatives that are part of the Klan. Oh, you're a conservative? You must, you must be a part of the Klan. Oh, you must have laughed when Trayvon Martin died. Why? Because we supported justice, the rule of law, trial by jury, and looking at the evidence. That means we, we think it's great when black people are killed. See, they're morons. They're leftists. Their ideology trumps everything. And people buy into their crap and then praise them just because they're famous. And they don't know what they're talking about. Another person said, oh, she's written 12 books, including mine. If you include Mein Kampf, Mein Kampf, you know, written by Hitler. Oh, yeah, because conservatives are like Hitler. <laughs> really? Hitler was a national socialist. Yes, that's what Nazi was, National Socialist. Hitler, in Mein Kampf, hated individual liberty, which conservatives love. In fact, called for getting rid of individual liberty because he thought we should work for the collective. It's all in Mein Kampf. And he thought we should uh, give more power to the state because that's how an orderly society should work now. Is that closer to the Democrats or the Republicans or conservatives? You tell me. I believe the socialist was running on the Democrat side. And then there was the usual comments about abortion and there's a feminist. Oh, I'm supposed to hate Ann Coulter if I'm a feminist. Ann Coulter is a very successful woman who has praised and been an example of women's success. Shouldn't feminists respect that? No, no, because their ideology is different. So I thought that, and I'm just thinking... This is a great example of our pop culture, of Hollywood, of TV, totally trash. You know, the usual trashing of conservatives when they, and, you know, we kind of put up with it and why people believe it. It's because they don't understand history. They don't understand politics. They don't understand what conservatism really means. It's all about their ideology. But, okay, they can grow government and put us more into a soft tyranny while they make fun of us. For standing up for individual liberty. Oh, and of course, the right to life. You know, the right to be born. Just saying. So I, I wanted to rant about that because what they do and what they are, even if you don't like Ann Coulter, they weren't just making fun of Ann Coulter there. It wasn't really even about her there. It was about conservatives and those who believe in individual liberty. Well, that's fine. You can do what you want. I'll just ignore watching your, you know, your crappy TV shows.
Listen to the latest episodes of Beyond Reason. Download the podcast at Spreaker.com. Download the iHeartRadio app and catch the Beyond Reason radio podcast. Welcome back. This is Beyond Reason Radio with your host, Yaffe, right here on WFLA News Radio 1025 WFLA and the Beyond Reason Radio app and BeyondReasonRadio.com. As always, I thank you for joining me as we go over the Beyond Reason stuff in the news. And um, speaking of Beyond Reason, North Korea, they're just setting off nukes all the time apparently now and setting off. They're really worried, actually. I was reading uh, some up on this, and they're really worried about the fact that they're doing these nuclear tests. But they're also doing missile launches. And they don't think that they could put a nuke, a warhead, on top of a missile yet. But they're worried that it could happen pretty soon. Then what? What do we do? I I don't know. Can't South Korea just, like, take over that country by now? I mean, come on. They, they, they got a lot going on there. They got a lot of good technology. They, South Korea could probably build, like, an army of robots and just fight that country. Am I, am I wrong? I'm, I know. I know. I know. This is why I'm not running for president. If I said that, it would be worse than the Gary Johnson gaffe, I guess. But... It's just just throwing that out there. I, I really, honestly, in all seriousness, no, though, you know, they keep saying, well, we'll just put more sanctions on them. I mean, they're already, like, starving. I don't, what are you going to do? And they're talking about China getting involved and we need to do that. And it hasn't really worked. I don't know. All while President Obama wants to get rid of our nukes here. So there you go. That sounds like a good plan. Uh, uh, if you want to text the show, you can at 23680. You can comment on the Beyond Reason Radio app as well or on Facebook Live, which I am on all of them. So there was a big controversy this week. We talked about it on the morning show. And um, once again, it's just like it's just like the whole Ann Coulter thing that I talked about in the last segment. The, anytime Republican conservative talks, and this has been going on for years now. It's somehow code for racism. Ann Coulter must be a racist because she wants to build a wall. Mm-hmm. All conservatives are just racist. And Clinton said something like that earlier. Um, I'll play it again. Talking about Donald Trump's uh, campaign slogan. Oh, that's secretly code for racist. Everything's racist. I'm telling you, the race division, racial division in, in this country, it, it is it, it creates more divides, I feel, than anything else. I mean, the Civil War is a great example of that, but it, I just feel like I get it. It's tearing us apart. And most of it's nonsense. Most of it's nonsense now. We're not a racist country. It, it's blacks have amazing opportunities here. Are there some problems? Of course there is. There's, a, there's problems in every segment of society. But we've taken it to a point where people who have benefited from our society so much, more than others, NFL players, great example of people who have benefited from our society beyond imaginable. And they hate our country so much they won't stand for the national anthem out of respect, even on 9-11, which is coming up. How, I, how do we get back from this division? How do you talk to someone who thinks like that? How do you talk to Colin Kaepernick, who thinks Castro is a better example of a leader of a country than our own leaders here. It's, I don't know how you can have a reasonable conversation with someone like that. You probably can't. Oh, commies.
But anyway, Clayton made one in this whole line too, talking about how how the Republicans are racist. That message where I'll give you America great again is if you're a white Southerner, you know exactly what it means, don't you? <laughs> what it means is I give you the economy you had 50 years ago, and I'll move you back up on the social totem pole and other people down. And, you know, people believe that. I've talked to people. They actually believe that that's why people like Trump. Because, we, we you know, we, we don't like that blacks are successful. We don't like that minorities are successful and, and white. So, so when he says make America great again, we all, that's code. Code for your racist self. Even though presidents have used that slogan in time, you know, for the past 30, 50 years. It's common. But what's amazing is even Clinton himself, I guess Clinton was calling himself a racist. I mean, he is with the Democrat Party, the home of slavery, the home of the KKK, you know. But the, look look at things he has said in his own campaign. How do you believe these people, these liars? I mean, here's one example. In 1991, I want to attack these problems and make America great again. Paid for by Clinton for president. Uh, oh, paid for by Clinton for president. You, you know what that means, don't you? It, it means when he says, I want to attack these problems, he, want to attack, he wants to attack blacks. See, I can play this game, too. If Clinton can play this game, I guess I can play this game as well. Oh, I want to attack these problems. Are you talking about black people when you say that? When you say you want to make America great again, are you talking about black people there? Yeah. See, we can we can play that game. We can play that game, Clinton. It's not the only time he has said this in the past. As well, here's another time. To secure a better future for your children and your grandchildren and to make America great again. Secure it from what, Clinton? What do you want to secure it from? Black people? See, it's so easy. So easy to play their game. This isn't the only time. There was other times, too. Like this time. I believe that together we can make, I believe that together we can make America great again. What, what do you mean together we can make America great again? What do you mean by that? Why isn't it great? Is it not great because blacks and Hispanics are doing better, Clinton? Is that what you mean there? Are you actually a racist? We all know your code. We know your code for your racist talk. And, and, you know, it's funny, they try to get away with this stuff in the age of the internet, and they can't. Because this thing's fine out. It wasn't hard to find this. You know, Reagan used it in his campaign, Clinton, other the people have used this all the time. But people actually believe that. That what Trump is saying is he wants to raise up whites and put down blacks. Even though Trump has actively, and I can't believe I'm defending Trump this much, but Trump is actually campaigning much more than Hillary is for blacks going to black communities and telling them, look, the Democrat Party has failed you. Vote for me. You know, what do you have to lose? And some people say, well, the Hillary says, well, they have to lose everything. The Democrat Party's already taken away a lot from them. And 
I give Trump credit. So one thing I've given him credit more than anything else, that he is reaching out to minority groups, that he's going to those groups and saying and showing them the history, telling them, look at what the Democrat Party has done to your community. Why do you keep voting for them? They have failed you. And yet Clinton, who was a big supporter of Robert Byrd, who ran as a good old Southern boy in Arkansas years ago, has the gall to call Trump supporters and Republicans and conservatives. That's what he's doing. Racist. Another thing that is hypocritical and another thing that is beyond reason. If you like Beyond Reason Radio, well, make sure to show it by liking the Facebook page at facebook.com slash Radio. Subscribe to the Beyond Reason podcast today on your Stitcher app and hear the voice of reason anytime. Yes, if you missed any of the show, and you shouldn't miss any of the show, but if you have missed any of the show... This is a show that you're going to want to listen to all two hours of the show. But I make it easy for you. Because if you miss any of the show live, you can catch it on, you can catch the podcast of it pretty much anywhere podcasts are available. And the best place to go is, of course, the Beyond Reason radio app. Because this is Beyond Reason Radio, the voice of reason in a world that is beyond reason. I am your host, Michael Yaffe, the conscience in your ear telling you the difference between right and wrong and you know it. But it is the end of the hour, and you know what that means. There are a lot of stories that are beyond reason, but some stories are so unbelievable, so crazy, so unexpected, that there is only one way to describe Yaffe's reaction. Now, for stories so beyond reason, they left Yaffe flabbergasted. So, I, when I look for these stories that leave me flabbergasted and I'm, I'm thinking there's no way I can top this story this week there's no way I can top this story this week and then the next week I seem to find stuff that that does exactly that that leaves me I mean when I first heard this one it pretty much left me flabbergasted and let me give you a little bit of background here 9-11 is coming up the anniversary of 9-11 15 years which is just I can't I believe it's been 15 years. I mean, I remember it very well. But so now we're at the point, I guess, in our society where we want to use it for uh, commercial purposes. You had Walmart in Florida make a display of the Twin Towers with Cokes. Now, at least that one they put on the top, you know, never forget. And they try and they had an American flag in the background. It wasn't quite as bad as I think some people are making it out to be. But this one. Ooh, this one is pretty, pretty, uh, pretty terrible, pretty bad. And it's even worse if you see the video. It, you go YouTube; it's it's everywhere. You can Google it. You can YouTube it. But it, it's it'll it'll leave you flabbergasted. Listen to this. This is from a mattress store in San Antonio. And they thought this was a good idea, and they've actually gotten death threats and other things out of this, which, I mean, what did they expect? I don't, I, just, just listen. What better way to remember 9-11 than 
the Twin Tower sale. Right now, you can get any size mattress for a twin price. Full mattress. Twin price. Queen mattress. Twin price. King mattress. Twin price. Store-wide sale all day long. And at the end, she goes, oh, we'll never forget. And you, you know, why why is it worse in the video? I mean, it just amazes me every day how stupid people are in this country sometimes. But why is it worse than the in the video? Because, you know, you know that part at the end where they're yelling and screaming, oh, my God. They actually made a tower of mattresses, two, you know, in the background, two towers of mattresses. And then... The guys in the background knock him over and start saying that. All to make money and do a mattress sale. Who in their right mind thought that was a good idea? I just, you understand that they had to have sat down, had a conversation about, oh, how can we use, you know, have a mattress sale. Oh, 9-11's coming up. Oh, yeah, you know what would be a great idea? If not only we could do a 9-11 sale, which is bad enough, but make a commercial about it and then knock over a tower of mattresses. Oh, yeah, you know what? People will love that. They'll think it's a great way to remember 9-11. You know, this is why I call the segment flabbergasted, because I am literally flabbergasted. That someone would be that stupid. But they're out there. And this isn't the only example of stuff doing this. So I... It's just completely dis, disrespectful. So in the next hour, which is coming up. I can't believe an hour is almost gone. In the next hour coming up. I'm going to get into a little bit of controversy that is making news. Kind of surrounding 9-11 now. Because you have NFL players as you all know, who are not, who are refusing to stand up for the national anthem. No, I actually heard other radio show. Oh, well, you do, do you stand up when you're at home? Oh, well, you're just like them. What, you shouldn't talk then. Really? This is where we're going now. For one, people in the stadium, if they're there, they stand up. But the people that are at home are not stand, you know, if they're not standing up, it's, it's not because they're protesting the country. Colin Kaepernick said he didn't stand up when it's tradition out of respect when you're there in front of the flag to stand up. He said he was doing it out of protest for a country that he believes oppresses black people. So now it's just amazing the excuses they come up with for for them. But now, you know, it's just the same as if you're at home watching the game and you're looking at the national anthem and you don't stand up or you're just like Colin Kaepernick. Beyond reason, anyone? But the the thing is spreading, and it was kind of predictable that it would spread. It's just like the Black Lives Matter and everything else. Perception is king. Paul, every we're so divided over this issue, which is, you know, pretty annoying. But now you have possibly more bigger stars wanting to do this. The first NFL game, we had a Broncos player did it. And now you have possibly whole teams that want to do this on 9-11. And you know what's even crazier about all this to me? 
is a lot of times when they do this, the person singing the national anthem is black. The person singing at the second game where Colin Kaepernick did it, the person singing the anthem was black himself. In other anthems where they're doing this, the person singing the anthem is black. That is how beyond reason all of this is to me. You have plenty of blacks who have just as much respect for this country who will sing the national anthem, and then you have another group of blacks who are have had so many opportunities, so much wealth, so much giving to them because of this country, and they won't stand up for it over racial issues. It can't be... Nobody in this country really knows oppression. I'm sorry. You don't really know oppression in this country. There is real oppression in the world. Yes, there was real oppression at parts of this country in our past, but now... If you have many, many blacks in the armed forces, many, many blacks who stand up, many, many blacks who will sing the national anthem themselves, it's hard for me to buy your argument that blacks are oppressed in this country. I'm just saying. So I'm going to use a history. I'm going to go into some history about how someone who was protesting racial injustice, real racial injustice against her, how she stood up protest it was done in a much better way so we're gonna get to that oh we have a whole nother beyond reason radio to come voice i'm your voice of reason in a world that is beyond reason i am your host michael yaffe and you will definitely want to stay tuned for another hour because i'll be right back that nothing comes from difference i look to listen to another hour of Beyond Reason Radio. I am your host, Michael Yaffe, the voice of reason in a world that is beyond reason. You can listen to this show, well, Mondays and Fridays, usually at 8 p.m. in the Beyond Reason Radio app and beyondreasonradio.com. But tonight's special edition, two-hour edition of Beyond Reason Radio, right here on News Radio 1025 WFLA. Most of you know me from the morning show. As I produce and co-host Good Morning Orlando right here on WFLA with Bud Hedinger and Deborah Roberts. But today I am also doing my show tonight. I am also doing my show where I sift through all the stuff in the news that is beyond reason. All the current events in the news that is beyond reason. And one thing that has made a lot of news this week, in the past couple weeks really, that I want to get into here is this whole controversy over the National Anthem. This whole controversy in the NFL started by Colin Kaepernick, who I'm just going to start calling a communist because he loves Fidel Castro. The communist Colin Kaepernick 
not standing for the national anthem. Now, it's not like he was tired and lazy. He said he wasn't doing it because he feels police oppress black people. Later in the week, he was wearing socks that had pigs wearing cop hats. You know what that means. He said some other controversial stuff. It's really disgusting. Well, this movement has grown, of course, like any stupid movements do, apparently. Um, Now we had a player on the Denver Broncos who did the same thing in last night's game. And now there was talk on 9-11 of all days of entire teams possibly not standing up for the national anthem. It is reported that, um, according to one member of the Seattle Seahawks, the team... That's right. The team is considering sitting down in mass during the national anthem this Sunday, of course, on September 11th. And I talked about in the last hour how some of this is so beyond reason to me just because the people often singing the national anthem when they do this are black themselves. So what do you think about them? How come they don't feel like they're so oppressed in this country that they have to sit? This whole issue just keeps dividing us. It's that one issue that just keeps dividing us. Seems like more than anything else. It's the one thing I feel like could destroy this country from within. I say one thing. There's actually a lot of things, it seems like, lately. But I wanted to talk about an example from history that, to me, shows real class, real, the real way to protest something, racial injustice, whatever, in this country. I'm sure many of you have heard this story before. It happened in the 1930s. There was a famous singer. She was black. A famous singer in the 1930s became world-renowned singer. Operas, concerts, all kinds of stuff like that. Her name was Marian Anderson. She would travel the world. She started singing at a church when she was really young. And they knew at the church right away, this person had talent. This person had real talent. So it just spread in that area. Spread and she started singing for more and more people, more and more groups. Eventually she found an agent, eventually became world famous. Well, in 1939, they wanted, her agent or whatever, wanted her to sing at, con- at, at, in Washington, D.C., at Constitutional Hall. So they call and they say, hey, can we book a time for her to get on to sing? You know, like anything else, thinking there'd be no problem. And, you know, she's world famous. And they said, oh, no, no, we're booked. We're booked. We can't do that. We can't let her sing. Oh, well, yeah, we're just all booked. Oh, well, what about this date? No, no, we're all booked. The agent goes, okay, what about this date? Uh, I'm sorry, we're just booked entirely. She will not be able to sing here. And um, this was actually a women's group that was in charge of this. And... So what they did to test something is the agent had his friend call, 
had his friend call and try to book a time for him. His friend was white and see if they would let that person. I don't remember the name exactly, but they would let that person sing there. They call that person's white. Oh yes, 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 yes. That, that that's completely fine. We'll um, we'll uh, let you we'll let you sing. By the way, it was the Daughters of the American Revolution, a women's group that actually was denying her to be able to sing, but a white person could sing and it was just fine. And then at that moment, it became very obvious that this was racism. This was real oppression, real racism, very obvious. Not like what the NFL players supposedly have seen today. They haven't seen anything like this in their life. But she faced real racism. So the group, they got in touch with the NAACP. Eleanor Roosevelt, of all people, who was a part of the Daughters of the American Revolution, decided to leave that group because of that. And it became a big deal for because this was a real sign of racial injustice in this country to someone who was incredibly talented, maybe the most talented singer in the country at the time. And they were trying to think of what to do. So what they ended up doing with Marian Anderson is they had her sing, they were going to have her sing on Easter Sunday in April, 1939 at the Lincoln Memorial. Thousands of people showed up. Government leaders showed up. Eleanor Roosevelt helped organize it and get the word out on it. And they said, if you can't sing at Constitution Hall just because of the color of your skin, which is ridiculous, real racial oppression, we're going to organize a way for you to sing in D.C. And we're going to do it right in front of the Lincoln Memorial, a symbol of unity in this country. And this was an attempt, yes, to protest racial injustice. But it was also an attempt to unify the country around doing what was right. So Marian Anderson, they organized this, the crowds there. Marian Anderson, you know, she sung in front of people a hundred times in her life before this. You know, I think she was uh, 42 at this time. But she was really nervous. She She admitted later that You know, she was so nervous, she felt like she couldn't breathe. Because this was a big deal for her to do this. And not only that, but it wasn't just singing to people there, but uh, radio stations broadcast this across the nation for her to sing. To protest real racial injustice. So she gets up and she sings. And this is what she sang that day. Listen to Marian Anderson sing that day in front of the Lincoln Memorial.
What did she sing there? She also sang the national anthem, by the way, that day. But what did she sing there? My country, tis of thee. Sweet land of liberty. Of thee I sing. A prideful song about her country. This was a woman who faced real racial injustice at a time where racism existed way more than we could even possibly imagine today. And this was an obvious example of that, her and them not letting her sing at Constitution Hall, someone who had amazing talent. And she gets up there in front of the Lincoln Memorial, a symbol of the greatness of our country, a symbol of our history and our, one of our greatest presidents. And she sings about her love for her country. And she sings about her love of freedom. Isn't that something? Isn't that something? Our country has made a lot of mistakes. There's no, because every country has made a lot of mistakes because people are imperfect. We're human. But there is something to this country as well. What this country has been able to accomplish in its short history. How much freedom and prosperity and liberty that this country has been able to give to individuals. Is something extraordinary. It's something not seen in the history of civilization. And there's something with the founding principles of this country. There's something with what this country was built around. The idea of natural rights for every individual. The idea that all men are created equal. The idea of a government that is limited in its scope. The idea that it was based on the consent of the governed. Representatives being elected based on the consent of the governed. The idea of trying to limit tyranny so the individual could prosper and survive. It was those ideas that eventually led to abolition in this country. It was those ideas that eventually led to the freedoms and the prosperity that we enjoy and that we continue to grow upon and expand. Those principles are still true and good. And that is why it's important to stand for the national anthem. That is why I cannot support someone who has such disrespect for our country. You can protest some injustice, and that's fine. But to show outright hatred for a country that has given more freedom and prosperity to individuals than practically anywhere else, that even someone in the 1930s who faced real racial injustice would stand up and sing for her love of her country. Or even Martin Luther King would talk about the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution in his I Have a Dream speech, who believed that it was this country that would give blacks the opportunity, more opportunity than they could see anywhere else in the world, even with racial problems. And now we enjoy a lot of those a lot of things that they built, that their foundation built, and you have people that show outright hatred. And trust me, that's what this is about with Colin Kaepernick. Especially, you don't wear Castro shirts if you love this country. 
now. They hate this country. I wish that these people protesting would stop taking a note from communist revolutionaries of the past and start taking notes from people like Marian Anderson who could sing of her love of this country. Download the iHeartRadio app and catch the Beyond Reason radio podcast. If you miss any of the show, you can download the Beyond Reason podcast on iTunes. Now, back to Beyond Reason radio. Yes, you can catch the show on iTunes, the iHeartRadio app. Just search Beyond Reason radio. Or just go to BeyondReasonRadio.com or you can download the Beyond Reason Radio app. This is Orlando Smart Talk Radio. This is Michael Yaffe, your host. You might know me from the morning show here. Good morning, Orlando, which I co-host with Bud Hedinger and Deborah Roberts. And I go through everything in the news that is Beyond Reason. And it's time to go over a little bit of Beyond Reason politics today because there's been a lot of talk this week. On this, on the next budget coming up, and I had talked about before how the Republicans, the Democrats are already, they just want a short-term budget because they want to do another budget when the Congress is in lame duck. Why? Because they want to spend more of your money. So Harry Reid says the Senate's pretty much going to reject any long-term budgets because they want, one, they think the Democrats are going to win big, and two, because they'll be in lame duck and excuse to spend more and more of your money of course take away more and more of your liberty now i do have a story here that i'm going to get to in a second that the house has actually done something pretty good this week so we'll get to that but i'm still a little worried about what's going to happen in terms of the budget it's crazy that we keep fighting over how much spending we need to cut spending Majorly. Of course, we have Donald Trump who's saying he's going to get rid of the sequester. One of the only things that has worked to cut any amount of spending. And even that wasn't really enough. So, I I mean, whoever's elected president, I don't even know if it's going to be possible. And the debt will go up and up and up and up. But the whole fight this week has been over Planned Parenthood and Zika. I, yeah, how those two are related, I don't know. You know, there used to be a time in this country where things were funded individually. So instead of having these major omnibus spending bills where everything is put into one giant bill and you really have no idea where any of the money's going, no one's read it. They used to actually do things one at a time. Imagine if we did it that way. 
Maybe that would be a way to solve this problem. But uh, this week, House Minority Leader Nancy Pelosi has threatened to block any federal funding to fight the Zika virus unless the money is also funneled to abortion giant Planned Parenthood. Man, they love their abortion. (laughs) Just trust me, that's what this is about. And of course, the way it's framed by a lot of left of the left in the media is that, well, the Republicans are so desperate to defund abortion that they will allow, you know, possibly thousands of people to get Zika or die from Zika or be deformed because of Zika. Those evil Republicans, their priorities are all screwed up. When literally it's kind of the other way around and the Republicans need to frame it this way. The Republicans need to say, look, we are totally willing to fund Zika funding by itself without Planned Parenthood. So if you really want Zika funding, if you really care about stopping this virus from spreading, fund it. Fund it by itself. But of course, the Democrats don't want that. They will use anything they possibly can to make sure their their Planned Parenthood gets them. Um, Nancy Pelosi said, I grant them their position on abortion. No, you don't. No, you don't. But okay. I'll grant them on their position on abortion and the rest of that. But contraception, because it's so difficult. You can pretty much get it anywhere now. You don't have to have Planned Parenthood, but whatever. It's the usual thing. Uh, Really? We're talking about mosquitoes. Do we need to talk about the birds and the bees at the same time? Well, fine. Fund Zika without Planned Parenthood then. Why are we talking about it at the same time? Asked if she and the Democrats are playing politics by refusing to support the Zika funding, Pelosi denied it by pointing to their support of the Senate bill that passed in May that was later revised by the House to strip out funding for Planned Parenthood. So if you are so desperate to fund, see, we can turn it around on them. If you're so desperate to fund Zika, then take out the Planned Parenthood funding. It's all you have to do. Why do we have to put them together? Fund Zika on its own, Congress. If you're really that desperate, just put a bill to fund Zika, and that's it. I say fund Zika like I'm funding the virus. You know, fund fighting Zika or whatever. And this is another thing with this whole Zika thing that no one's answered my question. What exactly will this funding do to stop Zika? Has anyone really even thought about that? It's more mosquito spray? I guess maybe for a vaccine? I just, even with Zika stuff, maybe this is really insensitive, but I just get skeptical when they want excuses to spend more of our money. You know, I talked about in the in the 7 o'clock hour that started the show how we blow things out of proportion. I just, you know, I'm thinking about we, we need all these billions of dollars to fight Zika. Why? We're already spraying here. What exactly are you going to do? What exactly do we need all this money to do to fight it? I guess to create a vaccine, I don't, I don't know. Something, I guess, somebody answer that question for me. Text to the show, 23680. Because I just wonder if even it's, even if we're blowing this out of proportion. States and local areas are already spraying for mosquitoes. I don't, and we have to get rid of standing water and I, I don't understand what, what, what do we need all this money for? To fight this. I, I don't know. I don't know. But uh, that's where we go. That's where, uh. The Republicans and the Democrats are. They're still fighting over this. Um, the Democrats are holding t- 
tight to their whole Planned Parenthood thing, which they say, oh, it's not about abortion. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Trust me. Trust me, it is. Oh, uh, but it looks like our great Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell, instead of really using the power of the purse to stop the Democrats' agenda, he's probably going to fund all this stuff anyway. You would think that when they presented their budget, the Republicans, you would think that they would present a budget this week. And the Conservative Review has a great piece on this. Uh, Obama's refugee increase. They think they would get rid of these things. The refugee increase, the Internet giveaway, and payments to Iran, and, of course, Planned Parenthood. They also want emergency funding for Zika, but they should use leftover funds from Ebola as a part of that, which is interesting. I didn't realize there was all these leftover funds for, for Ebola. We, why don't we use that? There's another one of the things. I just wonder if we even really need all this money. But it's, just, it's just something I'm skeptical of. I could be wrong on that, I guess. Um, but they didn't do this. Instead of doing that, he actually plans to toss an interception. I like how the, the conservative review puts this. He says, um, instead of throwing a touchdown, talking about Mitch McConnell, he actually plans to toss an interception and use the GOP control of the Senate to undermine conservatives in the House. He's basically going to cave and going to fund most everything that the Democrats want. He's also siding with Harry Reid, the Democrat, against conservatives by demanding that the budget bill expire in December. Remember how I talked about before? They want this budget to expire in December so the lame duck Congress can pass another big budget and spend more and more of your money. And Mitch McConnell's right along with them. Harry Reid wants to do that, and our Senate Majority Leader, Mitch McConnell, is right along with them. Uh, How about the... I like what some people are saying. We talk about never Trump. How about never McConnell? I like that. So, by the way, I got to talk a little bit about Trump. Not just Trump, but Trump, the alt-right, other members of the right, and their praise of Putin. I don't know. What is this obsession with the president of Russia right now? Like, he is this magnificent leader. I mean, well, it's beyond reason. It would be beyond reason not to listen to Yaffe on your TuneIn Radio app. Download the app today and search Beyond Reason Radio. Subscribe to the Beyond Reason podcast today on your Stitcher app and hear the voice of reason anytime. Yes, this is another edition of Beyond Reason Radio. By the way, in the last segment, I was talking a little bit. I was railing against Congress a little bit because they're weak when it comes to passing budgets. They're going to, I just have a feeling the Democrats are going to get what they want. We'll see what happens. But there was one thing that the House did this week that was pretty good that I wanted to touch on. And then I'm going to get into uh, Pooty Poot. And somehow the alt loves right, the alt rights love of, of Putin. This is just I've just noticed this lately. I don't I don't really understand it. But um, today, a House committee voted. Uh, I'm sorry. They voted yesterday to exempt some leases from the White House's moratorium on leasing federal land for coal mining. That's right. The White House 
early this year, passed a moratorium for mining for coal. Why? Oh, climate change. One one of the greatest things that could help the country is mining for energy resources here. Anyways, it was uh, passed. uh, The Natural Resources Committee voted 22 to 13 to pass the bill from Representative Ryan Zinke to permit leases to go forward if a company had submitted an application for the mine before the moratorium. Okay, so that's good. Moratorium, it's just ridiculous. Do you know how many coal resources we have that we could use here? We talk about getting rid of our dependence on foreign oil and other energy resources, and yet we have a moratorium on energy resources here. It's just, wow. But what Zinke said is very interesting to me. One should recognize that over the course of this administration, 400 coal mines shut down. 400! With the loss of 83,000 jobs. He says those are real American families. And Obama wants that. He thinks that's great for our country. All because of the stupid global warming faith, is what I call it. All right. I got to get into something that's bugging me because Trump, he was at the commander in chief forum. Okay. Both of them don't that commander in chief. forum. I can, I tend to agree with Ben Shapiro. He had a piece on this. Both of them. It just, that, that forum showed that neither of them know what they're doing. <laughs> they, neither of them are going to be great choices. Oh, it's election season, but the whole thing of Putin has come up again. And what Trump says about Putin, and then members of the alt-right are all of a sudden praising him, and then Pence, I'm going to play the audio of him, and I'm thinking, what is this obsession with the leader of Russia with these guys? Do they not know who he is? He's not this great thing. Now, Trump kind of tries to walk a fine line here when he says some of this stuff, but just listen when he's asked about Putin, because apparently Putin complimented Trump. Uh, This is what Trump said about it. Vladimir Putin, you said, I will tell you in terms of leadership, he's getting an A. Our president is not doing so well. And when referring to a comment that Putin made about you, I think he called you a brilliant leader. You said it's always a great honor to be so nicely complimented by a man so highly respected within his country and beyond. Well, he does have an 82 percent approval rating, according to the different pollsters who by the way some of them are based right here look he's also why are you bringing that up he has an 82 percent approval rating oh great we should love him then (laughs) why would you bring that up unless you're praising him what is their obsession with this guy what is their love with this guy with trump and the alt-right i don't understand it just because he's a strong leader is that what we want there's been a lot of bad leaders in our, in the past who were strong leaders. Uh, he continues on here. Yeah. A guy who annexed Crimea, invaded Ukraine, supports Assad in Syria, supports Iran, is trying to undermine our influence in key regions of the world, and according to our intelligence committee, community, probably is the main suspect for the hacking of the DNC computers. Well, nobody basically. knows that for a fact, but do you want me to start naming some of the things that President Obama does. But do you want to be time? complimented by that former KGB officer? Well, I think when he calls me brilliant, I'll take the compliment. Okay. The fact. Well, I mean, Trump, with his ego, well, he loves it when he's complimented. Doesn't care who compliments him. But here we go. Fact is, look, it's not going to get him anywhere. I'm a negotiator. 
We're going to take back our country. You look at what's happening to our country. You look at the depleted military. You look at the fact that we've lost our jobs. We're losing our jobs like we're a bunch of babies. We're going to take back our country. Man. It has nothing to do with the question or what he's talking about. But this is what Trump does. Go ahead. The fact that he calls me brilliant or whatever he calls me is going to have zero impact. But the fact that you say you can get along with him. I do think, you think I'll be able to day, get along with him. Do you think the day that you become president of the United States, he's going to change his mind on some of these key issues? Possibly. It's possible. I don't know, Matt. It's possible. And it's not going to have any impact. If he says great things about me, I'm going to say great things about him. I've already... Okay. So if he, oh, if he says great things about me, I'm going to say great things about him. What? <laughs> Why? If somebody evil says something great about me, I'm not going to just, oh, well, you know, you're you're amazing, too. Yeah, I, th I just think what you're doing, you know, killing journalists and taking over more of the economy in the country and more taking more control in Russia. Oh, I just think it's great because you complimented me. Oh, dear Lord. already said he is really very much of a leader. I mean, you can say, oh, isn't that a terrible thing? He called him. I mean, the man has very strong control over a country. Now, it's a very different system, and I don't happen to like the system. But certainly in that system, he's been a leader far more than our president has been a leader. We have a divide. What? What? What does that even? It's gobbledygook is what he's saying. This is gobbledygook. What? What does that even mean? Oh, he's a strong leader. Yes, we get that. A lot of evil people have been strong leaders in the past. Oh well, I don't like that system. But in the system, he's great. You know, it's um, it's, it's just, I just don't understand this praise of this guy. The tyranny that's going on in Russia, and we just think this is United uh, country. We have a country where you have Hillary Clinton with her emails that nobody's ever seen, where she deletes thirty-three thousand emails, and that's after getting a subpoena from Congress. If you do that in private business, you get thrown in jail. Gobbledygook. Okay, that's great, Hillary. Yes, she's a crook. We all know this. What does that have to do with Putin? That's not what you were talking about. What do you? What do you do? Why? I just. But this is what's happening. I've just noticed more and more that all of a sudden people are on our side or even really the alt-right. They love Putin. Why? Because he's a strong leader. I don't care about strong leaders. I care about liberty, freedom. I care about the free market and freedom of speech and the press and the liberty i don't care if they're a strong leader because they could be a strong le leader over tyranny what is this obsession oh well obama's weak yes obama's weak i get that just say that but when you're saying how you're going to get along with Putin, how you're going to compliment him, how, oh, he's great, you know, he's done pretty good for his country, he's going to lead her. I'm thinking this guy is is former KGB, totally bringing that country back to dictatorship almost, killing journalists and all this other stuff, doing a lot of bad stuff, supporting our enemies, and we're just thinking, oh, you know, yay, he's a strong leader, though. So there you go. I just... I, I can't, I can't get along. I just can't get along with this. I can't go along with this. So his vice president, Mike Pence, was asked about this in a CNN interview, and he goes the same line, this obsession with this Russian evil man, Russian President Vladimir Putin, of our leaders. It kind of frightens me that they look up to this guy. It seems like the alt-right looks up to this guy.
Putin because he's stronger than Obama. I don't, what does that even mean? It could mean a million different things. Uh, this is what Penn said about it. I think, uh, I think it's inarguable uh, that Vladimir Putin has been a stronger leader in his country than Barack Obama has been in this country. And that's going to change the day that Donald Trump becomes president of the United States of America. More gobbledygook. What does that mean? It means, oh, well, it means Trump's going to be a strong leader like Putin? I don't want Trump to be like Putin. I'm sorry. Oh, but he's going to be a stronger leader here than Putin, than Putin is in Russia? How? What does that mean? I don't care. I want to know how you're going to defend and protect our rights. I want to know how you are going to restore the Constitution. Not how you're going to be like Putin. What is this obsession with Putin? Oh, I just, I, they're trying to, the whole point of them doing this, I guess, is they're trying to say how weak Obama is. We get Obama's weak, but he, he's strong in a lot of leftist things. He's strong in his global warming nonsense. He was strong in getting Obamacare passed. Yes, he is weak against our enemies. I get that. Are you saying you're going to be strong against our enemies? Just say you're going to be strong against our enemies. But then he says, well, I'm going to be a strong leader, but then I'm going to negotiate with Putin. How is that strength? I, I don't know. And I understand Reagan did some negotiations, but he did it through strength first. And he didn't put up with their nonsense if they had nonsense. Uh, but, I mean, it gets even worse because, I mean, here's a guy of the alt-right. This is crazy alt-right here. I just happened to stumble upon this. Jesse Ventura, definitely a guy of the crazy alt-right. And he's asked about Russia. And this is what I'm saying. This obsession with the alt-right and Russia and, China and Putin. And how great, all of a sudden, we're supposed to model ourselves after Russia? Is this backwards world? <laughs> it's just, eh. this is, um. he was in an interview with someone who actually escaped Soviet communism, did, was doing the interview. And listen to what Ventura is saying here. And I think this is a trend. I think this is a trend we're going to see more of the alt-right. That we need to model ourselves more after Russia and Putin. And I'm sitting here thinking, you got the left with their crazy leftist stuff. I think we should be more like, you know, scan, you know, the Scandinavian countries. Do they want bigger government to take over more sectors of the economy and all this stuff? And then you got the alt-right over here who loves Putin, who thinks our leaders should be more like Putin. It should be strong leaders like Putin. And, I, and I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, who's going to who's defending the Constitution? What are the, there's forces all over the place that are just crazy. I just don't understand it. But this is what Ventura said about this. So how are we, can we point a finger of hypocrisy at Putin when we invaded the Iraq? Well, as someone who... Okay. We invaded... Oh, dear. Russia invaded Georgia and Ukraine. Are you comparing those countries, which were relatively free, to... Saddam Hussein's Iraq? Really? Uh, here we go. 
He continues on. Integrated this country to escape communism uh, and dictatorship. It's um, gone. It's inter- Communism's gone. I was there in November. You know how much they've embraced capitalism in Putin Moscow? said that was the worst wait, thing that, that happened, that the elimination of communism was the worst thing that happened in the 20th century. Do you know, do you, I don't know about any of that, but... Uh, of course you don't know any, about any of that. It's gone. Communism, Russia's fantastic now. Okay. They have capitalism because they have businesses now, even though they're taking away the rights of journalists, even though they're invading other countries, even though they're taking over more and more sectors of the economy. It's great. Capitalism is all right. Russia's awesome. Why are we like Russia? Do you know how much they've embraced capitalism in Moscow? More than us. You know how? Every store there is open 24-7. You can go get fitted for a tuxedo at 3 in the morning. That's competition capitalism gobbledygook is what i'm hearing right now because they're open 24 7 they're embracing capitalism more than us it's it's silly he continues on capitalism they don't close because of competition i'd like to know this why are they still our enemy when they're no longer communists they're capitalists and even more than that wait a minute then we can have fun with it and say they're even white Governor, it has been interesting. I don't even know what that means. That was straight up like racist comment at the end of that. Why are they still our enemies when they abandon communism? Because they're led by a crazy person who wants to bring it back. (laughs) And they actively support our enemies. And they don't care about human rights. And they are hurting our other allies. And they're hacking into our systems, our computer systems here. Why are they our enemies? Dear God, what is happening to segments of the right in this country? I just don't understand it. If you like Beyond Reason Radio... Well, make sure to show it by liking the Facebook page at Facebook.com slash Beyond Reason Radio. Download the iHeartRadio app and catch the Beyond Reason Radio podcast. Oh, it is that time of the show. Man, the show has gone by fast. That's all right. Some of the fastest two hours that you will find in radio but it is that time of the show i end the show well like i always do there are a lot of stories that are beyond reason but some stories are so unbelievable so crazy so unexpected that there is only one way to describe yaffe's reaction now for stories so beyond reason they left yaffe flabbergasted yes there are definitely some stories i, I don't know if i can beat what i did in the first the end of the first hour that story that left me flabbergasted was a pretty good one so i want you to do after the show is catch the podcast listen to the whole show and at the end of the first hour you can um you can listen to that story that let me flabbergasted it was pretty 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 crazy but this one is this one's pretty bad you know there was a lot of talk about um kim jong-un and uh, North Korea, they launched a missile and they did a nuke test yesterday underground. I mean, all this kind of controversy of that. But this might be worse. 
at least for the people in that country, this might be worse than even a nuke test. This might be the worst of all. I mean, the people, if they haven't, ri- they haven't risen up yet in that country, they should rise up over this, I think. I would. I would. And you will see why. North Korea is now pro- prohibiting all criticism of Supreme Leader Kim Jong-un, which they have in the past, even criticism it subjectively deems sarcastic. That's right. North Korea bans sarcasm. And this is serious. I'm I'm not being sarcastic. The dictate was established because the autocrat fears that North Koreans are only agreeing with him ironically. I think they're agreeing with you out of fear. Apparently forcing starving people to worship you like a god king after stripping them of basic human rights and spending virtually all government resources to flirt with the prospect of self-destructive nuclear war doesn't win you much actual love according to the Daily Wire, I love it. According to The Independent as well, this includes witticisms, quips, or indirect criticism in every con- everyday conversation. For example, officials have banned the line, this is all America's fault, out of concern that when people utter this line, they're actually mocking the government's habit of blaming all domestic ills on the West. Wow. So you can't have, you can't be sarcastic in North Korea anymore. I I don't even know what I would do. I don't think I could do this show without a certain degree of, I mean, I couldn't do this show anyway in North Korea. Why anyone would even go to that country, I don't know. But I, I imagine if you couldn't be sarcastic. That's like most of my humor in life is from sarcasm. I, 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 I would rise up, you know, people in North Korea, this should be your excuse. This should be your excuse to rise up against, against, um, against the dictatorship. All right. I'm going to end the show. Uh, like I always do with a verse in, in, uh, Philippians. And this is going to be different from chapter two, verse five. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow, and in heaven and under earth, every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. To the glory of the Father. Good verse to get you through the weekend. It's been a great show. I will see you guys Monday morning on Good Morning Orlando and Monday night on Beyond Reason Radio, beyondreasonradio.com. Catch you guys then. Thank you for joining me.